All right, well, welcome Gundam fans to episode 13 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I am your host, Adam Blue, where every Friday I try to release a, a Gundam-themed podcast. Um, yeah, episode 13, it's October. I released this on a Friday, that's kind of fitting. Um, but we still have m- more Fridays left in, in October, so this isn't the spooky episode. Um, okay, I just set myself up, didn't I? I need to make it scary somehow. Um, okay, well, um, yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, yeah, if you haven't, uh, <laughs> subscribe, follow, whatever. Um, I know I always have to say that stuff, but no, really, on YouTube, um, again, there's this video, where is it, 400 sub winners, a new giveaway, um, go comment on that video, link in the description, uh, to enter, there's two things to win, so what I did was I had two items that I was showing that I would send off, it was a G-frame and a high grade, but and, and I want this open internationally. And so when I went to go ship one of the items, because it was an international winner, the shipping was insane. Um, I was able to then find an online retailer, thanks to the uh, the winner, that uh, is located in their region. And I was able to, for the same price that I got it here, plus a little bit for shipping, which is not terrible at all, uh, I was able to get it for them. And I hope that I hope that worked out that way. So I think I'm going to do that moving on in the future so I can really make sure anyone, wherever you are watching this, as I ha- make do m- meet my milestones for the giveaways that anyone can do. And uh, yeah, I'm, for now, it's going to be two um, two items that I'll give away. Uh, yeah, I think the next one's when I hit 600. I got to 437 pretty quick. So really, yeah, it, it's... It's a lot faster now, and I appreciate everyone that is involved uh, with this. I have a lot of fun. Um, you know, speaking of a lot of fun, uh, the last video uh, review that went up on uh, last Wednesday was for Shars Counterattack Part 1. I originally was going to sit through and do the whole thing, but there's so much that happens in that movie that I got to a point where it's like, okay, I need to just make this a Part 1. Maybe? Am I being lazy? Does someone want a 30, 45-minute video of me just talking about Shara's counterattack? I don't know. But what I do know is uh, when it comes to a lot of views that I get, that video, and I have it up on the screen right now, 128 views as of a, you know, I've released it Wednesday and I'm recording this on Thursday night. That beats a lot of my videos. I mean, it beats my podcast, my action figure reviews. The only other one that was close to that, uh, Attack on Torrington, but that had been up for a while. And that's kind of a cooler, more informational video even though that's kind of really what I want to do a lot of. Um, I just need to get that expertise down, right? Um, And then the Zeta Gundam was at 230. And I love Zeta Gundam, so I don't mind going through all of them. And then the Gundam Rising was 131. So it seems if I'm reviewing OG UC Gundam that uh, a lot of people like that. But then I was thinking this has Haro on the thumbnail. And then we got that blonde bad boy, the Red Comet. He's actually on the thumbnail. And I don't know how much it's the thumbnail. I don't know how much it's people want to... People like Zeta. People like Char's Counterattack. I don't know. But I do know that uh, I enjoyed those doing those videos. And they get views. So that just excites me to do it more. And poor little Double Zeta at 20 views. Man, I'm going to have to somehow rally people or the internet around to enjoy yeah think about that zeta at 230 double zeta at 20 and uh and i mean even zeta beat mobile suit gundam the first episode i wonder i wonder what it is i don't know but um you know another video i did recently was on the gundam infinity figures um i saw another one at target the other day i just didn't pick it up it had the zaku head and I really wanted to get that. I just didn't. I'm just, I'm trying to be a little careful with my spending, to be honest. Um, speaking of spending, uh, a couple of things I got this week. For one, um, this was spent because it was a pre-order, but it's the uh, Gerbera. I just, I just looked up the pronunciation of this. Gerbera Tetra. It's based off of a name of a flower. Um, so I'll be do- this is the Robot Spirits. It's actually a newer release for the Robot Spirits line um, that's just been in the past couple months. I'll do a review of it. It's really cool. You know, little fact. Uh, I don't know if it's a little known fact, but this was the GPO4 Gundam. They used those specs within Anaheim Electronics, some uh, previous Xeonic 
uh, engineers uh, put that suit together. You know, another interesting thing about this mobile suit, and I'll touch on it more a little later. In fact, I will touch on it, I think, on this episode maybe. It has a lot of design elements that remind me of the Sazabi. And I don't know if that was done on purpose or not to keep within the theme of Xeon and all that. I don't know. But wait a minute. Yeah, that, that is pretty interesting that um, like Asima was the one that was writing it, even though she only used it at the end of 0083. It's very interesting. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's move on to some... Actually, no. The other thing I got. Okay. Do any of you guys ever played those SD gener- SD Gundam generation G generation? Oh, there's so many uh, random words and letters to it. It's it's the turn based game where they have the little small super deformed mobile suit Gundams. So a couple things. One, I do not like super deformed Gundams. I'm sorry. A Gundam, a mobile suit is a mobile suit. I need its proportions. I, this SD stuff, get it out of my face. I also don't like turn-based strategy games. I love strategy games, like real-time strategy, but turn-based, not really. And I like a lot of real-time strategy games like Command & Conquer, Warcraft, that type of thing. Sadly, there's not a good Gundam one as far as I know. I saw some stuff that's on the Vita or the PSP. That might be a future get, but in the meantime, Bandai had a Humble Bundle sale for the uh, G-Generation Crossrays. And it was at a, a, a pretty decent price for me to check it out. So I checked it out, and it really has nothing you see in it. So for one, not only do I not care about Super Deformed, I don't care about turn-based games, and I don't care about non-UC. So it's a hard sell, right? But it, it, I liked what was going on. The turn-based element reminded me of Shining Force. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that uh, franchise. I think it's Sega. Uh, the first one is on the Sega Genesis. Could have been Sega Master System, but I think Sega Genesis was the first one. Um, and I played through back, I don't know when I played through that on the Genesis, but I beat it. I liked it. There's something about the strategy on that because I think you're gonna you feel like you're gonna lose a lot. Um anyway, so I'm playing this cross race and I'm loving the animations that occur, and then yeah, I don't know. I thought that was it was pretty cool. So I then I was thinking, okay, well. There has to be, because a lot of games can be cross-regional, there has to be a UC-based game somewhere, and there was. So on PS4 and I think on Switch, there's it's called uh, Genesis. Ah, speaking of Genesis, Shining Force was on that. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, G-Generation Genesis. Uh, it goes through tons of eras of UC here. Um, and, and I would have just bought it digitally, but it seemed like it was easier just... To get a um, physical copy, I could be wrong about that. Let me know. Uh, and I have downloaded digitally from other regions on my PlayStation devices by having like a Hong Kong account or Japanese account. I remember there was a Starship Troopers game that was on PS3, I think, or was that PS4? I think that was PS. I don't remember. But anyway. But what was cool, oh yeah, there's a season pass I think for this that I, I'll I'll look into that later. First I want to play the game to see um, how much more I like it. So, you know, what's interesting is I have a video up of a Gunpla I built, it was the new Gundam, and it looks exactly like this. And it almost, you know what, I just forgot I have this too. This is a uh, a Zaku 2 I got from a machine at a comic shop near me. Uh, well, maybe the legs are a little too big, but it's almost like that, that type of size. But by, by getting this physically, it, what, it came with this cool book that just kind of goes through all the different, uh, it's something hard for me to kind of flip through and show on the camera, Uh, really cool pictures in here, even though they're all super deformed, which uh, I still cannot get around that. But what's cool is they have this timeline. Let me see if I can get that on there. Hopefully that's easy to read if you wanted to pause and look at that. I'm sure it's online somewhere. Although it's really cool just to add this to my other uh, Gundam collectibles stuff I have. Because uh, I even bought, I think it was an operation in the title. I have it. Anyway, it's a, a 360 game that was Gundam. 
doesn't work here, obviously. I don't even think the servers are up. I think it was a multiplayer online game, but I just had to have the physical copy around. You know, when I would get into something, I'd collect the stuff. It was mainly always like uh, video games, got video game related stuff. I sold all that stuff back in the day, not back in the day, but a few years ago. And I've been limiting my collection. It's been mainly now Star Wars and Gundam. Um, so uh, it's cool to kind of have a little physical copy. But anyway, curious what everyone thinks of that game. I wanted to kind of jump into, you know, it. it, it here's a video. This is uh, Flailthroughs. This might be a popular YouTuber. If you've heard of him, let me know. Um, You know... Something about this, again, it's a lot like Shining Force, and then I, 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 so I'll tell myself I don't like the super deformed. The reason, so, for one, the reason I'm able to get around the turn-based is because it reminds me of the type that's in Shining Force. Or there's that, there was a couple tactics games, I think on Game Boy that I played that might have been Final Fantasy or Onomusha or something, and it's more similar to that. There's... You know what, maybe the difference is the American or the Western turn-based games I'm not as into. But, so, because it's like Shining Force, I'm able to get into it. I, the music, it's playing badass Gundam music that I love. So I'm sitting there where I don't have to, like, be on edge because it's not a real-time combat game. Listen to some sick Gundam music, see some sick Gundam animation. The reason I can get over the super deformed look is because it's the nature of... The video games when these games were coming out maybe like the super robot wars on the 8-bit consoles on nintendo as it was getting to the genesis even super nintendo it was because of the limitations of the graphics that they had to draw the characters kind of in that way that kind of cutesy super deformed way and so now that they brought it you know 3d you know they use polygonal graphics if that's what's going on here it could still be hand-drawn i don't know um I think it is kind of cool in that video game legacy way that they're keeping that look to it. Uh, as you can see, you know, what's going on in this. I think that's cool. I, I, so I can get over it. I just wish maybe when they did the cutscenes with the animation, they would then be normal scale. Because the human characters are normal scale. The animations on them, are this, there's some animation. I guess the drawn, they're, the way they look... <laughs> The graphics of the hand-drawn characters look great. Um, so, you know what? I like it. I do like this. Uh, I'm actually glad I found it. And although I don't know anyone out there has ha that has played it, has some tips if you want to leave them in the comments. I got... A, this is Flailthroughs playing through the beginning of the... Mobile suit gun campaign because it goes through Zeta, doubles. It has even the side stories, uh, other stories I'm not familiar with, so I can learn about them here. And they're not to the T, but the specific story beats are represented here. But I'm at this spot. Uh, I'm at the spot where you fight Garma, so it's not too far into it. But I, at first, I was kicking ass. Like they, they it had something about um, taking out Garma in five moves. I did it in four. Or less, but the issue was then my. They have a fictional crew that's not part of the Gundam universe that's in this game. It's like here's a fictional ship that it's based on that universe's stuff, but it's not in any of the shows or the anime. That thing got destroyed and wiped out easily. I lost. I. I had spent so much time on that map. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I love that. It reminds me of Shining Force again. It's, it's, it has that element that makes it difficult and that's what helps it be fun. So if anyone has any tips about that, I'm now getting, I'm starting to understand that energy system so that I can use evasive movers or defend, you know, I have to balance that. Um, I don't know. I'm having fun. It seems like it's hard, but I think that is just perfect. So this really turned out uh, better than I thought. Yeah, anyway, anyone else that's playing that, let me know. Um, I'm curious what you guys think about it. And it was interesting as I was going to record my session, 
and I'm playing on PS5, and it does not allow me to record it. Anytime I go to record video, it just tells me this this part of the gameplay can't be recorded or something. You know how Sony had that in PS4 also. So that's a little annoying. Whereas I'm playing Gundam Battle Operation 2. I'm like, hey, that's a good match. I just go and record the last 15 minutes or so. So, Well, moving on from that, speaking of video games and Gundam Battle Operation 2. So this is the newest mobile suit that has joined from this past Wednesday or Thursday. I forget when it is, like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. The Gallus K, which if I remember correctly, that was what was in my Torrington video. Let's see, Gallus, yeah. And variant, the Gallus J. So, yeah, so it, it seems with the Bjarlint that was last week, maybe they're leading up to Unicorn or just wanting to throw in a lot of the Xeon remnants. Uh, well, I mean, Bjarlint was really a... Um, not it was in the attack on Torrington, but it was it wasn't Zion Remnant. So yeah, it really seems like they're throwing in those mobile suits from that. Um, so that's pretty cool. It would be interesting. And if we look at the picture too, you see the oh, it's not the rabbit, is it? It's that Zaku uh, that's a support type, and it has the cannon. Anyway, I think it's really cool that they're adding these suits, and still they keep adding stuff. And then they have this uh, Neo Zeon uh, normal suit and helmet. Let's see, and then the Cubelay, I guess, can be, oh yeah, that was in the other gotcha area. See, that's the thing, I I really only spend my coins when it's like half off, because otherwise, rarely do I get the suit that they have out there, like, both, yeah, think it back, the Double Zeta, the Zeta, the Zeta, Double Zeta, the Zeta, the Sazabi, the new Gundam, I wanted those when they were released and I couldn't get them with my coins. So it's just later on I would randomly get them, which I guess is a fun little surprise. But And I never got the Mark II. I mean, I have the Super Gundam, which is cool, but that's more support. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, let's see, anything else about this? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah that's about it. Just it's cool. If, if anyone... Uh, join the Discord. I think there's uh, there's another yeah there's another person on there that plays and they shared their PSN. I would be cool to have a group where we can plan to sortie, just so yeah we can communicate. I don't think I've with all the matches I've played and I've played a lot. I don't think I've ever had voice chat with anyone. Uh, you know, something I wanted to talk about real quick. Speaking of SD Gundam G Generation, interesting. So there's this carry base. And so when I was playing, you know, Genesis, not the Sega Genesis, but the SDG Generation Genesis, um, it had me choose a group to load out. I forgot what the terminology was, and it was this. And I'm like, what is this? Carrie Base? And there's this girl, her name is, is it like Mana Luna? Or would it be Mana Luna? Oh, Luna Mana. And I was like leveling her up, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I just don't know who these characters are. I'd rather it be like Amaro or someone. But, eh, whatever. I don't know if anyone has any more information. I mean, I guess I am actually looking at the wiki here. I just don't want to read through it. Like other G-Generation original ships, the carry base is merely a recolored version of a cannon ship. In its case, the Space Arc. And what is the Space Arc? Earth Federation, let's see, oh, from F91, wow, that is interesting, okay, uh, let's see, the carry base received a redesign and cross-raise due to the absence of Universal Century uh, entries, so, interesting that, I guess when I was playing cross-raise, I just assumed that was just part of Seed, because I think I was playing the Seed campaign when I started, oh, let me... My camera's about to fall. And anyway, you know, it's pretty cool. Maybe I'll get used to the characters and the design of the ship. But it's just kind of crazy when I'm playing the, the the story missions from Generations. And then we see this non-canon ship show up. 
I mean, I guess at least the class of ship is canon. So you can kind of make up stuff. So there's that. All right, so Mobile Suit of the Week, it's going to be the AGX-04 Gerbera. Gerbera. Now let me... Yeah, I just looked this up. Gerbera. 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 I like how she says that. Like, with confidence, as if it's like, it's Gerbera. Um, This is the Gerbera Tetra, which is based off of the name of a flower, which I think most of the names of the mobile suits, specifically the Gundams and 0083, were named off of, so... The AGX-04 Guerrero Tetra is a prototype assault mobile suit designed by Mika Akitaka and was featured in the OVA mobile suit Gundam 0083 Stardust Memory. It was piloted by Sima Garao. Now, am I pronouncing that correctly? Shima Garao. The, the last name I might be, but it, it looks like it's Shima and not Sima. Or is it Zima? Um, let's see, let's look a little bit more into this. It developed from, so this is what's interesting about this suit, developed from the RX-78G PO4G Gundam Gerbera. Which, it's like, whoa, what is this? And it looks, so here's the GPO3, by the way. Yes, I was having them battle on, on the desk with me here. Um... So they they share some design similarities, and that makes sense. It's the evolution of those Gundam GP models. But what's interesting was I guess they didn't go through with it, and I guess within Anaheim Electronics, yeah, uh, they were able to kind of take... Yeah, the foundation of the GPO-4, and it's a Gundam, and then make it a Xeon remnant, or what would you call it? The Delaz fleet. Not Shima fleet, because I guess that's her fleet. But, you know, during Double Zero Eighty Three, it was more of the, I don't want to say Xeon remnants, but, you know, right before the Titan, yeah, as the Titans were, what what led to the Titan development um, was basically this... Uh, this mobile suit. As part of its military reconstruction following the one-year war, the Earth Federation forces began its Gundam development project in collaboration with Anaheim Electronics. The goal was to produce new experimental Gundam-type mobile suits. The intended fourth unit in this GP series was the RX-78GP-04G Gundam Gerbera. Its design sought to replicate the high-speed mobile suit assault tactics successfully established by the Principality of Xeon late in the war in which a single mobile suit was able to penetrate the enemy forces and deal heavy damage, as exemplified by the MS-18E Kampfer. Hmm. However, the role of the Gerbera was found to have many overlapping elements with its brother unit, the RX-78 GP-01 Gundam Zephyranthes, which was upgradable for space combat, so its development was cancelled. As a result, Anaheim Electronics was left with a half-completed Gerbera, the division within Anaheim Electronics that produced the Gerber was created from the Zeonic Company, which still had strong loyalty to Zeon, and was approached by the Delaz fleet. The division then revised the design of the Gerber to hide its origin and produce the AGX-04 Gerber Tetra. So, very interesting. That's just some cool Gundam lore in Universal Century, where when it comes to weapon development and the money that gets... In and out, it really doesn't matter. They'll design mobile suits for any side. The Gerber Tetra features a simple armament consisting of four uh, 110mm machine guns, two mounted in each forearm, two beam sabers for melee combat, and a beam machine gun, a beam weapon with a much higher rate of firepower than standard beam rifles. The Gerber Tetra can be equipped with an optional Sturm booster on its back, which, despite increasing the overall mass, dramatically increases the suit speed and flight range. Yeah, that's a hefty part of it that uh, that comes with the Robot Spears version. Armaments, 110 machine cannon. The Gerber Tetra is equipped with four one, uh, 110 machine, gun, uh, machine cannons, two mounted on each forearm with the magazines attached to the elbows. It's very interesting. The elbows do have the appearance of 
uh, magazine carts you would see. It's very interesting. They are much stronger than the 60mm Vulcan guns mounted in the head of the Gundam and GM or Jim type mobile suits. And combined with their excellent rate of fire, they are extremely effective in mid-close range mobile suit combat. Beam Saber. The Beam Saber is a small device held in the mobile suit's hands when deployed and is powered by a rechargeable energy capacitor. It emits high-energy Minofsky particles to form a blade-shaped eye field via manipulation of electromagnetic fields and then fills this eye field shell with superheated Minofsky particle plasma to produce an effective cutting blade. The Gerbera, the Gerbera Tetra has two Beam Sabers stored in the armor attached to the top of its thighs. The X-04 Beam Machine Gun, a prototype beam weapon that continuously fires pulse-shaped beams and excels in sweeping fire and assault use, causing widespread destruction by multiple shots. As the technology for intermittently firing megaparticles is under development, a cooling jacket and a cooling tank is connected to the barrel and the lower part of the barrel, respectively. A forced cooling nozzle is also located at the back of the gen uh, generator section. When the gun has reached its operating limit, the top part of the generator section slides out for forced cooling, and a limiter is also activated, disabling the rapid-fire mode. Reactivation of the mode requires a new coolant tank. Very descriptive information that is needless but awesome to know. Shield. An optional defensive armament used by the Gabura Tetra in the mobile suit Gundam uh, 0083 uh, Rebellion manga. It is the same shield as used by the MS-14FS Gelgoog Marine Commander type. So interesting that it how it would look with the shield oh because this is um her ship anyway but i'm not seeing anything showing the shield but that's cool anyway that's cool information special equipment and features stern booster an optional equipment is a combination of propellant tank and vernier thrusters the stern booster allows the gabara tetra to reach the front line quickly without using any of the mobile suit's own propellant. It is purged once the mobile suit reaches its destination. Ejectable external propellant tank. The stern booster can be equipped with two additional propellant tanks to increase the flight range. They can be purged once empty. Yeah, and that actually comes with the robot spirits as well. History. In UC-083, the Delos fleet launched Operation Stardust, an uprising against the Federation. Anaheim Electronics, while supplying the Federation, also offered to support Aguilay Delaz. I don't think I've tried pronouncing that first name. Vice President O'Sullivan then gave the completed Gerbera Tetra to Lieutenant Colonel Shima Garao as a political gesture. During the last stages of Operation Stardust, Shima was killed and the Gerbera Tetra destroyed when Federation pilot Kuraraki impaled it on the end of the beam cannon of the RX-78 GPO-3D Gundam Dendrobium Orcus, and blasted the suit in half. So, again, we're seeing another name of a flower, the Dendrobium Orcus. Really, say all these names ten times faster than come at me. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, if you remember, and I think it was just a swift battle, too, when she was in the uh, Gabura Tetra, but it was a really cool animation, in my opinion. I love how they animate the pilot in the cockpit, like, turning... Um, and then, yeah, that long end of his uh, mobile armor, yeah, impaled right into her. It was a really cool shot, but I don't think she was really even in her suit that, that long. Uh, maybe the manga longer. Manga longer. All right, variants. The AGX-04 Gabara Tetra uh, Kirara Custom. Customized Gabara Tetra Gumpla operated by Gumpla. Okay, so uh, sorry, I'm not going to go any further with this because when it says Gumpla, it makes me think that's from the... Uh, I guess a series I'm not too familiar with, but, uh, uh, and it's, yeah, that right there looks, looks pretty cool. Oh, this is how it looks in, in, uh, um, uh, Battle Operation 2. I really like that. I don't, you know what, I don't even remember if, I don't, I probably don't even have it, actually. Um, pretty cool. What's some notes of trivia? The Gerber refers to the, uh, genus of a sunflower plant, which is named after German botanist uh, Traga Gerber. Oh, so it's Gerber. I get it. Tetra is ancient Greek for the number four. I like it. So, Gerbera Tetra, name of a flower, and it's the fourth prototype. 
Very cool. So that's mobile suit of the week. Very cool. Okay. Um, let's look at some of the comments. And, you know, I'm getting to a point where I might not be able to read every comment. Although I don't want that to stop people from commenting. And when I say not read, I mean on uh, online. I actually do read all the comments. I have a specific time of the day. I always make sure I'm going through there and I reply when I can. Um, I learn a lot from the comments. Not only just about Gundam, but how I can make my channel better. And it is awesome, I gotta say. So, Matt Ralph, agree on how well the unicorn funnels were handled. Also got into Gundam Battle. I appreciate too because of your channel. Didn't know it existed, but I'm loving it now. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's one of those things where most people don't know it exists. And try convincing someone that doesn't know Gundam to play it. That's what, Does anyone know anyone that plays it that is not into Gundam? And they just, they, they just can't be into Gundam. They haven't even watched it. Or maybe they tried watching it. They're like, ah. And they don't build. I'm curious because I think the game on its own, if the skin was, I don't know, Master Chief, if it was like a Halo spinoff, I think people would love it because it's a much more tactical game. Ah, maybe just me. Santo Bell, uh, and this is on, oh yeah, the last podcast. The new uh, High Grade Zaku 2, both the normal and Char version, have a, a soft, more anime-correct skirt or a more traditional hard and ball joint a waist skirt. and also uses the new articulation from Beyond Global Gundam and Messer kits in the chest for better posing. We sell through a good amount of them. Just uh, my opinion, it's much needed upgrade to the original high grade. Yeah, I think it looks great. That is pretty cool that the soft is to be more anime accurate. So maybe there are some scenes where it looks in that way. And the messer, you know, I there's a few opportunities because I, I think they did a re-release on that and I wanted to grab it and I didn't. But that is very cool that the messer also has this kind of newer articulation you know, that makes me think with the Beyond Global, we sometimes see a whole bunch of RX-78-2s they release, and they kind of have differences to them. And and at first, I'm like, yeah, but it's okay. It's all right. But I get it now. It, it allows them, because they know they can sell an RX-78-2, it allows them to maybe experiment with different types of articulation. Um, that way, yeah, they can apply it to other kits. So now I like it. Uh, Code Fairy is the new version of GBO, so basically GBO 3. We get a game breakdown on the 19th of October. So... Is it a new, is it GBO3? From what I'm seeing, it seems like it's a, when you're in the open world, that character that they showed in there, I totally forget her name, you will go up to her and she'll have missions for you. Um, would it be part three? Would they already do a GBO3? On one hand, here's the thing, like, if they made a GBO3, would, would it still be PS4 and 5 cross- compatible you would want that more people have ps4s not many people have a ps5 but at the same time on a ps5 i would like a gun and battle operation game that uh they can up the graphics there's a look there's this look to gun and battle operation that it looks that looks washed out a little the colors or it's muted there's something about the the colors i don't like and i bet what would help is just upping the polygon count colors you know what would be super sick if they did with a new Gun of Battle Operation game? Still have the typical 4 or 5 or 6v6, whatever. But man, what if they had like 20 on 20, 40 on 40 giant maps? Um, you know, something I do like about that, and it's because it's it's already in Gun of Battle Operation, and this is the whole repair thing. So let's say you're playing a 20 on 20 match, and you get your your Gundam or your mobile suit damage to a point to where you're going to blow up. It, I like the idea that you could be working with more people so they can kind of cover you and then you can tail it back to repair or they can add maybe some sort of repair vessel, repair class. Uh, but I do like the idea, yeah, head back to camp, start repairing so you can get back into battle. Uh, because even though they have that repair functionality in Gundam Idol Operation 2, it very rarely, unless I'm just not a high-end player, very rarely is that used as a tactic. Within a lot of times, it's more of, let's say I'm about to, my suit's about to blow up, 
I will try to at least get out if I'm near a point to capture or if I'm near a place where I can then spawn quickly, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Question, if I may, how do you record your battle operation footage? Is it via capture or do you remote play to your PC and record the screen? Yeah, so I use the, the PS5 when, when I'm done playing a match. I I hit like record the past. I love this feature, by the way. It's like the past 15 minutes that usually between waiting in a lobby and uh, playing a whole match. It's usually around that. Um, I, I've i been toying with the idea of having my PS5 situated in the same room as my computer set up so then I can have a webcam on and talk as I'm playing. The thing is, a lot of times when I'm playing, well, I was about to say, a lot of times when I'm playing, I'm not talking, but when I'm dying, waiting to respawn, there's time to talk if I'm in a lobby. There's time to talk. That would actually be pretty cool. Um, 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 I've been wanting to not say um, but I, that is one thing. If I was going to make one complaint and it's the only complaint I have about gun and battle operation two, and it's sometimes when you're just waiting for a game to start, it could be because I'm in the West and it's the time that I play. I usually will play central time early in the mornings or in the evening, yeah, so usually around work, or if it's on the weekend, I'll I'll play in the morning, but not too early morning, kind of mid-morning. And I notice the mornings, those games start a lot quicker. So That could be with the time difference. Well, cool. Thank you, Santo Bell. Okay, Gray, Allen, San, uh, Augustine. Wow, congrats to the lucky winners about your question. Since I started building Gunpla, I always crave for the PG Perfect Strike Gundam. It's not over the top, but it's cool for me. So that is a cool one. And I kind of like doing it this way because when I do pick a winner, if what is in the comment is viable for me to be able to purchase and send, I'm going to do that. I would like to, once I get to a point where I feel it is fair to do a Patreon I am going to have it where part of the funds of the Patreon is to fund doing cool giveaways. Like, what if... Um, I've never seen the Perfect Grade, Perfect Strike Gundam, but if there was some way with, you know, the donations or whatever to the channel allow me to then purchase something like that, I would totally do that. Um, all right, Rob the Builder, if you want to work on your speech uh, disfluency, filler world, uh, there's more than just my filler words, as you can see just now. Um, I recommend embracing silence. My military background forced me to improve my public speaking skills because I used to be, have uh, the same issue. I used to, I, I used to speak very quickly and slowing down Taking a breath before each thought I was uh, going to convey and allowing myself to embrace silence in my speech really helped. And one last trick was to use yes versus any shorthand version of the word haha. Forcing myself to enunciate made me more comfortable for some reason, but this is your channel and it's fun, so do what makes you feel good about your content. Well, one, that last sentence was so nice, but I love the fact that I got those uh, that feedback because... Look, none of us really speak perfectly. Well, I'm sure there are people out there that do. I I can enunciate well. If I get excited about something, I'll talk real fast. Sometimes as I'm doing the podcast, there's certain things I just need to convey. I'll kind of do it quickly. A lot of times if I am, oh, well, that's interesting, and then I'm talking through something, I will then go, um, uh, and, uh, and I just don't like to do that because I... Don't know. It's been brought up before, but it's it was brought up by someone that's usually pretty harsh to me anyway about things. So, uh, But it's good. You know, feedback at the end of the day is good. Uh, yeah, thinking about that, like the uh, the ums. And so with my line of work, I actually do speak on camera. Not, not necessarily on camera, more on mic, but I turn my camera when I can frequently. I'm having to to speak, and it's sometimes at an exec level or a highly technical level. 
there are a lot of things that I'm already comfortable with speaking on because it's my profession. So I, it allows me to speak clearly, and I do it in kind of this manner where I seem like I'm excited and and happy about it. But if I know that then if I get a question about the technologies in which I am speaking on and I have to think about it, I'll go, um, yeah. So, and then, you know, another thing too, and did I put it in here? Um, oh, I just did um again. <laughs> I used to work private security a long time ago. This is in my early days when I could have gone to the military, but that didn't interest me at the time. But the, the private security company I worked for, I had to work with these primaries that were requiring us to have a, a certain amount of etiquette when we were talking. And so that kind of helped me in a way. All right, well, yeah, thanks for that. Moving on, Faisal, that's my new favorite boy Gundam Doritos, falling in love with how they animated it in the movie. Yeah, the Kasai Gundam, that Dorito boy, that's right. Oh, Robert Westfall. Wow, thanks for showing the artwork of mine that I sent you, by the way. Uh, first mecha, uh, one you showed is supposed to be a micro mech. Yeah, and I will be showing more of that stuff. I actually have it over there. I should have actually planned to do a little bit of that, but I, I do plan to. And I remember seeing, yeah, the there was some naming for some of the stuff on there. Supposed to be a micro mech. Standing only as tall as either an SD or high grade, the core of each of those little guys has two or more color Coded settings. The primary micro mech unit or prototype is referred to as Mustang because of how wild he tends to be towards anyone other than his partner handler. And speaking of wild mecha, click here to see D Do D Do Gunpla's uh, Perfected Strike Lupus Rex personal mashup Gunpla build. So here's that. In fact, everyone should click check it out. Okay, so let's look at this for a second. But just so, uh, oh, you know what? I might have looked at this. Anyway, but I can't say I've heard of this channel, so that's Didu, maybe. Uh, oh, very cool. So he's doing the little etching to make his own, um, you know, there's a word for that or phrase for those. Yeah, yeah, check out this video. Let's, let's see what's going on. Okay, that's pretty cool. Oh, I noticed some slight unicorn-looking stuff going. Okay, so yeah, I get it. It it looks like it's a mix of a bunch of different things. Very cool. Thanks, Robert. That's in the comments. If anyone's interested in seeing that, that's from podcast episode twelve. You love ships? Done. I don't know what that means, but yes, I love ships. That's another thing. Like even when I'm playing that SD generation Genesis. Like, you can have your ship, and then the core fighter stuff. I love it. All right, timeline of Zian, Jack Gibbon. So, I can appreciate trying to fill a void, and this is great start, man. Personally, and as an opinion, I think you missed a few key points about Zeon that's present in nearly every rendition of them. It was a group founded on peace and kind of hijacked. There are characters who wear the uniform that you can't help but respect because they were fighting for independence, and the Earth was being excessive. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that uh, storyline in it. It could have been I wasn't clear on that, or maybe I didn't really touch on the motivational part of them. But thanks, Jack. I really appreciate that. All right, Santo Bell. This is, oh, and this is on the Gundam Infinity video. This is the sort of stuff I wish our targets, retailer toy stores here in Australia, stocked. While they are a bit under detailed for my collection, they are perfect for the kids, especially my younger ones who adore the Gumpla kits, but always break them shortly after. Thorough play. Yeah, I know. Not really meant to play with Gunpla, but kids will be kids. Yeah, I've had my youngest play with my Gunpla. They're shattered. Pieces are everywhere. The Infinity figures are definitely awesome for kids. That's that's true. And it is interesting how in Target, I'm now seeing everything. We had the... They got high grades of some basic kits. And then I started, I saw a real grade the other day. And then they have the Gundam Infinity figures. They have the Gundam Universe figures. They also have these new light-up figures. Uh, I don't know how tall they are, maybe four inches, and they have a light-up feature. They had RX-782 and Izaku. I almost bought them. I didn't. I just don't want to buy just anything that's Gundam, really. But <coughs> Excuse me. Um, not a simp. Definitely not as good as the Gundam Universe line, but understandable as these are $10 cheaper. Yeah, that's cool that if you think about it, that 
there's these completely different types of lines. I would just love to start seeing the robot spirits in the stores. I don't know if it's just the the cost. People just wouldn't buy those. I don't know. They're expensive. Karina P, this would be perfect for my little one who always wants to play with them when I'm building the Gunpla. Yeah, uh, Karina was winner of the uh, the G-Frame. And yeah, those Gundam Infinity figures actually would be good for kids. I got to keep that in mind. Someone won one. Couldn't find those breaker kits, I imagine. Yeah, so I've seen the post of the Gundam Breaker Battlelog, whatever. I don't know what names they are. Um, they have some like special kits that people are wanting to get, and I haven't seen any of those. I've been checking just in case. If I find one, I will get one as a giveaway, actually, because I probably don't care to build it, but since that's something that seems to be popular. Uh, thanks, Robert. Zaku. Zaku? Zaku. Yes, found my second beam saber for my ale strike. Oh, nice. I hate it when I lose that stuff. A very nice view. Ah, uh, yeah, that's when, uh, as Hobby, no, as Hobby, as Jobby the Hong says, look at that spread or nice spread. I think I was looking at the RX 78 too. <laughs> um, maybe have a small face cam window in the corner next time. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting to I'm getting a, a few different uh, suggestions. Is getting the getting the full frame of whatever I'm reviewing, but also a little bit of my face before I had it like you know half and half. And I get that that. It, but then sometimes I'm like off camera because I'm like messing with it. it I'll, I'll figure it out one of these days. I'm just trying to. It's it's where I'm trying to limit the amount of editing I have to do because I could set up two cameras or do one thing and then later, but. Yeah, again, I. Anyway, what do you think of my Magi Matrix character brainchild? Yeah, the characters you created were very cool, and I, I and I haven't gone through all of them yet. Oh, and then uh, Robert had something for Santo. Very cool. Okay, so this is for my Shars Counterattack. Santo Bell. Shars Counterattack was the first gun anime I owned on DVD. I bought a bundle of DVDs, tapes, and laser discs from Barnes and Noble in the late. 90s, and along with other anime film classics like Akira, Lotus Wars, Fist of the North Star, Old Godzilla and Ultraman, where Char's uh, counterattack, G Savior, and the original Gundam anime on Laserdisc, and many more. Living in the remote, uh, remote northern parts of Australia made it hard to buy any anime. Hell, most things, so the internet and buying from the U.S. was a blessing. That's cool. I had no idea what I was buying at the time. Went on box art alone to make up my mind. A short time later, Seed was released, and since then, Gundam and Gundam-related stories have become one of my favorite anime story franchises now. I'd love to see a remake for a few of these older titles. Better scripts and acting, and overall better visuals. I mean, I love the classics, but Counter-Attack with Hathaway visual quality, uh, visual and sound quality. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. If, I bet they'll do that one day. They will. Um... I would love it if they just redid yeah, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, but kept the framing, each cell, the same, just update the detail and the animation. But just the framings, there, even keep the sounds. It's just the animation that needs to be updated. Uh, but I think that's really cool about, like, when when you get into something, you find some things, like, I, this, it's just reminded me, when I was a kid and I would be at the, rental video rental store and see the VHS tapes of horror movies. And like, I'm looking at the cover of these horror movies. I'm like, what is this? And some I've never seen, you know, now that movies are streaming, sometimes I'll see something. And I'll, I'll like, wow, that reminds me of, you know, a cover of a movie I saw when I was a kid, but never watched it. Now, the interesting thing about anime growing up, if I saw anime on something, I would just avoid it. It's like, I'm not going to watch anime, but little did I know. Oh, speaking of that. So I've, been using i think it's mainly amazon but i think it's going to is it Tubi tv or some other app there i love like 80s sci-fi slash horror anime like i love it so much there is this demon city sinjuku there's even something called wicked city then there was a guy a, a movie where the guy's name is goku i mean that's the name of the the show as well was some other ones I saw. Uh, I can't remember. There's Angel Cop, I think is like that stuff in Akira. Even though I never finished it, 
I, I need to try that. But I love like the 80s. Oh, Lily Cat. Lily Cat is really good. I love if anyone can recommend some 80s sci-fi horror anime, let me know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it has to be horror. I don't know if it has to be sci-fi. But there's something about the music, the animation. It is. I love it. I love that stuff. Um, oh, Robert and about his pictures. Yeah, don't worry, Robert. I will get to that. Okay, another uh, oh, from Will. Another awesome video. After watching this, I can tell you've taken big leaps forward when comparing the past reviews of Gundam anime. This was a fun review to watch. If I can provide any constructive criticism, it would be to mute the audio of the scene you're talking over. That's just my opinion. Keep it up. Great work. And I totally agree with that. There was a couple sections where I was allowing the audio to go. Normally, I would pause it, thinking that at the level it was, I could talk. But I can totally tell where that's just kind of annoying. And it's unprofessional. So thanks for pointing that out, Will. That that allows me then when I make in my video, I know to keep that in mind. So Ryan Poole, I'd love, uh, I would love to get the high grade Mercurius and Viate. What? Even though. It's P. Bandai, so those I don't know, but that sounds interesting. I'm assuming it's, I'm going to assume it's Seed, right? Or what is this? Oh, so it's a two-pack. AC After Colony? And I don't know if that's, is that double zero maybe? Or would it be Wing? Because that's almost looking like, the um, tall geese, in a way. Very cool, though. Ooh, 84. Huh. Very cool. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, because I did not see that. And then, uh, if you don't have a laptop PC to keep us updated while you're out, get one. Oh, while I'm out. Is that... Yeah, because I said I was going to be going on vacation. Yeah, I'll be going on vacation next week. Or it's like a trip. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be out of town. That's a good way to put it. But yeah, I'll still have videos go up. I've got all that planned. But yeah, I guess that reaches the end of this podcast. Uh, always on time. It works out. Sometimes I feel like I don't have enough time. Anyway, if you want a specific comment or question, either discussed or or even if you just want to rant about something Gundam related. Post, you can post in a comment in a video, but also the Discord. I do have a section. Oh, I meant to go through the Discord, but um, I'll have to do that later. Because someone po uh, posted some more of the stuff they got, and I need to do that. I'll do that for next time. I apologize. But actually, use the Discord. Also, post the any comments or questions that you have that I could read on air. So. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Talk next time.